Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about sentient weapons like White Vision and how we built more Nightmare Sword could ever have enough hangers for. I'm your host with the most that people are gonna be so upset about, I'm sure. Jessica Clemens here with Tommy <laughs> Bechtold. Oh, Jessica, they better not be upset or I will go to their houses personally and murder them. You do not roast this host. This is the host with the most. And I would like to propose a toast. Okay, you can roast me now because Tommy made that right. <laughs> I'm okay with oh, that. Oh, no. Only a select few people hate no, me. No, nobody hates you <laughs> except for weird internet people. And who even knows if they're real? They could be trolls. It's truly my mom. It is just my mom <laughs> messaging me on Twitter over and over again telling me to stop. It's very, it's really weird because for me, it's my dad. And he's just texting me, can you please pay your own cell phone bill this month? Uh, that's, and that's much nicer. <laughs> my mom says you could have been a doctor and i go i don't know i don't like blood i don't like needles right luckily my parents have healthy healthy understanding of my intellect and knew that being a doctor was never in the equation so. is never gonna happen no, Aww, no i think you could be a doctor you could probably be a good vet yeah definitely a, a cat doctor let's get into big question you guys do not want to hear me and Tommy talk about our careers. So in the MCU, S.W.O.R.D. stands for Sentient Weapons Observation and Response Department. And the main sentient weapons that S.W.O.R.D. director Hayward seems interested in is the reanimated Corpse of Vision. Yes, we're talking white corpse coming through. Or white corpse. <laughs> white Vision. His secret weapons program, Project Cataract, uses the Vision's body to create white vision. So the question today is what real world secret weapons program has the U.S. government unleashed or at least planned to put into use? There's so many. Ooh, there are so, <laughs> so, so many. many. So let us make haste. Beginning with, oh, one of my personal <laughs> favorites. The Manhattan Project. New York. Concrete jungles where we explode you. Uh, you know the words? Well, yeah, you're from New York. Of course you know the actual words. I'm from, I'm from the Canadian part of New York, though. Not the cool part. Anyway. This is by far the most famous secret weapons program from the U.S. that resulted in the creation of the first nuclear weapons. Now, see, what happens is when a scientist and another scientist are in love, they can get together to create a diabolical weapon capable of destroying entire cities. Anyway, the name comes from the Army Corps of Engineers' method of naming projects after the geographical regions where they took place. The atom research originated in New York, so the name Manhattan Project was chosen. This is kind of like how David Beckham and Victoria Beckham named their son Brooklyn, because he oh. was conceived in Brooklyn. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got right. it. I was very confused until like, you gave me this and like my, Very similar to like my little brother, whose name is Denny. He was conceived and born in the Denny's. My mother carried him to term inside one Denny's. Uh, anyway, yeah. Manhattan Project, uh, it was uh, pretty small in 1939, but by the end of the project in 1946, it had employed over 130,000 people and cost nearly $2 billion, which would be... $23 billion today. Oh That's a lot of bombs. Research and production took place at more than 30 sites across the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada, eh? Ah, and how did they keep this a secret? It was everywhere. Mm -hmm. People weren't blabbing like, honey, you promise you won't tell. At work today, I split an atom. It was pretty dope. Uh, it all was right. pretty dope. I split an atom. Workers were told that their work would help end the war and perhaps all future wars. Well, and we know that that turned out to be very true. Because after we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, there was no more war. 
except for the supermarket wars, the war on Christmas, thanks libs, and of course my favorite, the chocolate war. The oh, chocolate the, war. Delightful book. Yeah, it's a kid's book. <laughs> oh, wait, is it about, really? I can't remember what it's about, so we can just edit this out. All right. A 1945 Life article estimated that probably no more than a few dozen men in the entire country knew the full meaning of the Manhattan Project. And perhaps only a few thousand others even were aware that work on Adams was involved. So there's hundreds of thousands or at least 100,000 people that went to work and were like, I don't really know what we do. Okay, so you just went into work in 1945 not knowing what And there was no work slack to, like, gossip on. It's the WandaVision working in the, like, what do we do here? And then being like, uh, we kind of just type papers out what the exactly (laughs) i bet the most people that asked probably got like they disappeared if they asked what their job was because no one can know about this yeah they're like you'll be testing the project now most people involved in the project were in the dark as to its full scope workers were warned that disclosing the project secrets could mean 10 years in jail or a ten thousand dollar fine wowzers workers would often see large amounts of raw materials come in but not know what it's for. And they would simply record readings on dials without knowing what the measurements meant. Kind of like Lost when they're just punching in the code. No one really knows why. A 1945 report by the United States Army stated the Manhattan Project was more drastically guarded than any other secret war development. No shit! It's a atomic bomb! Sorry about that. That was just a little self Tangent, you can edit that out. In the early days of the project, in 1943, security investigators vetted 400,000 potential employees and 600 companies that would be involved in all aspects of the project for potential security risks. I feel like this is illegal for us to be talking about. I I guess people must know know about it if if we're talking about it out loud. I'm afraid now. Once this video comes out... We're gonna be killed. Yeah. So let's remind everyone. I am uh, Eric Voss, and this is Marina Mastros. I am Marina. And we Mastros. are having a great. <laughs> having... Oh wait! I thought I was Marina Voss. I wait. thought you were Eric Voss. <laughs> that makes more sense because and I'm I am also from Marina Florida. Mastros. Yes, Florida people, y'all built different. I'm not from Florida. I'm not. <laughs> You're y'all not the guy. Different. I'm not from Florida. <laughs> nothing's wrong with Florida. Just like what Tommy said earlier, nothing's wrong. With Florida. Nothing wrong with Florida, but... Don't hold on to either of those two statements. (laughs) It's a cursed land, though. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's a cursed land. Yeah, you go there, you see. (laughs) Anyway, at the HQ in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, HQ is short for... is teen slang for headquarters. Security was especially tight. Private parties in people's homes with more than seven people were considered suspicious. Or as the kids say, Mm. sus. Original residents of the town were allowed to be buried in the town, but every coffin was inspected first. That's creepy. Everyone was searched going in and out of the facilities, uh, including top military brass. Okay. All the secret work meant morale was very low. No kidding. So in Oak Ridge, an extensive system of intramural sports teams was created, including 10 baseball teams, 81 softball teams, and 26 football teams. That's American football. Not uh, not European football. I'm sorry. So they distracted people yeah, from their... Yeah, wait. From making bombs with... With like a little wreck softball. A little wreck, yeah. It works. I think Hydra would team. still be around if the Red Skull had put a little intramural soccer game going. So if the nuclear weapon... I know this is real. This isn't like a yeah. cartoon. But if it did give right. you superpowers, wouldn't that be just like super unfair if you're playing softball against the team that makes the nuclear weapons? Gone forever! I know that all of this is straight up crazy. 
But I also feel like if someone somehow got some nuclear waste on them and they're about to literally like pitch someone out, those right. shouldn't go together. Those shouldn't no. be in the same realm. You should be illegal for you to play after you've been given superpowers. 81 Ooh, softball be... teams? That's 80 too many. That's 80 too many. Uh, all right. Anyway, after the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs were detonated in 1945, a lot of workers were shocked to see that this was what they had been working on Though many were still unsure if they had helped or not. I mean, that would be really a crazy experience where you're like, Ah, honey, did you hear they dropped a bomb on Nagasaki? Oh, they did? Yeah, it was from the Manhattan Project. Isn't that where you worked? I don't think so. I think I was working on the Queens Project. That's a little Let bit... Alone they put their initials on the bomb. <laughs> their initials are on it. They're Jeremy like, oh. Stevens. Their uh, handprint like it's a sidewalk. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> Oh, God, we're laughing. <laughs> oh, at the worst, yeah, the, mur- the this is realistically horrible yeah. time. I yeah, since this is real, it is horrific, but, but it is crazy that people did not know they had this job. They didn't have this job. The military had already prepared a report called Atomic Energy for Military Purposes, or AIMP. No, it's not an acronym, guys. Uh, to release to the public on August 12th, 1945, explaining the history of the development of the bomb. Okay, that was nice of them. I'm sure they were very forthright. And finally, yeah. in 1946, the United States Atomic Energy Commission to establish civilian control over atomic development was created. So I guess it okay. it, it went away from the government, went away or went away from the military and became a civilian matter. Hey. Uh, okay. They just wanted no one wanted hands in that pot afterwards. They were like, no, let's get rid of this no. as soon as possible. Manhattan Project, that's like the that's that's the headliner. That's like that's got to be the biggest one that we know of. The at least. Manhattan Project. Yeah, I feel secret. like that's a drink also. But again, yes. I understand this is real. <laughs> Look, I understand yeah. this is real history. Right. Um, I personally am very surprised that that many people didn't know. I <clears throat> I don't want I don't want to say that they didn't know, but I feel like right. one or two definitely knew and were like, yeah, I'm making a nuclear yeah. weapon. Yeah. I mean, like anything, there were probably a lot of people that were like, I didn't know what was going on. And they're like, that's why it's the you, fact in this. When you have two nuclear bombs in your pockets, what are you talking about? I didn't what? know. What didn't know. are you saying what? as they get rid of all their papers? <laughs> you're... You're what? the Manhattan Project. <laughs> You're the Manhattan Project. Let's move on to oh, another secret another government one. project. This one is a personal favorite of mine because I'm what a bit it? of an animal guy. This is the Bat Bomb, aka Project X-Ray. This isn't. Develop- why would you say I'm an animal guy? Follow if you know There's this story. Anyone go go. I love this story. I know this one. <laughs> Developed. Developed by the U.S. during World War II. Something about that World War II that just brought out the best in us, guys. The bomb bomb had over a thousand compartments, each containing a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat with a small-timed incendiary bomb attached. Oh, wait. First of all, was the Joker in charge of this? This Was the Joker in charge of this project? This is straight up some, like, him meets Mojo Jojo and Princess. Like, all of yeah. them combined kind of ludicrous yeah. shit to do. Be like, we're going to yeah. take these bats and we're going to yeah. strap bombs onto them. Fly them yeah. over people. Thinking bats yeah. would even listen. So the idea was the plane would drop the bomb at dawn 
when bats are horniest. As the bomb fell, a parachute would release to slow the descent. The casing would then open and release the bats who would find eaves and attics to roost in within a 20 to 40 mile radius. A lot of moving parts here. This is literally what we tried to do. This is something we tried to do. We thought this was a good idea. We thought this was so brilliant when we came up with it. Okay, the timers of the small devices attached to the bats would then go off, setting fire to the mostly wooden and paper building materials used in Japanese construction at the time. This would create thousands of fires across the city all at once. This is a Batman villain scheme. This is a... This is the penguin. This is something I could see maybe uh, Ra's al Ghul doing. I mean, a lot of fires all over a city seems very League of Assassins. The League of Shadows. Sorry. Uh, the idea for the Bat Bomb came from a dental surgeon from Pennsylvania named Oswald Cobblepot. What? No. <laughs> named uh, Lytle S. Adams. So a dentist, a dental surgeon, came up with Bat Bomb, and the government was like, yeah, that sounds great, man. We would love to do that. Yeah, dude, kid us a bunch of bats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's why. He thought it uh he thought it up after a trip to Carlsbad where his parents were both brutally murdered in front of him after seeing a play. No. Uh he yes. thought it up after a trip to Carlsbad Cavern where he observed the bats' behavior. So he went on a nice trip with his family, presumably, saw a bunch of bats flying around Carlsbad Cavern, and he's like, I wonder if we could put bombs on these little f- You guys ever put a bomb on a bat? <laughs> Literally, these bats are beautiful. Bad. You know what? You know what's a little more beautiful if we put bombs on their feet. Tiny uh, bombs. Tiny bombs. I know the best people. Adams was an acquaintance of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. Never her staff friends in high places, and wrote a letter to the White House in January 1942, a month after Pearl Harbor. And I'll tell you what: in February of 1942, he should have been arrested and charged with criminal insanity. Uh, in the letter, Adams said the bat was the lowest form of animal life, ouch, and that until now, reasons for its creation have remained unexplained. Wow. I mean, first of all, Bruce Wayne better not hear this or he is going to be devastated. Uh, oh my god, are you crying? Uh, no, it's just raining. <laughs> I don't want to make like a salacious accusation, but it sounds like a bat banged this guy's wife. My wife. What? He is very angry. The guy, it's, yeah, it's rude to be like, this was the lowest form of animal, and he's crying. <laughs> and I hear they have very small penises that can't satisfy yeah. a woman. <laughs> we should put bombs on their penises. Uh... We should put bombs on their penises and have them fly high <laughs> as he's crying. Take me back, I'm so sorry. Jesus Man, Christ. bat bomb. So President Roosevelt naturally approved the idea. <laughs> and of the dental surgeon Adams, he said, this man is not a nut, which means he definitely is it sounds like a perfectly wild idea but it's worth looking into just like bombing hurricanes injecting bleach into your system and looking directly into an eclipse this is the these are the people we elect president it's bipartisan idiocy let's just elect a smart person for once okay let's just elect a bat a bat that my wife I went to Carlsbad Cavern and I saw a bat flying around and I said he should be the leader of the free world. Yeah. You know what? I like this guy. I could have a beer with this guy. <laughs> you know, it comes down to who am I going to vote for? Joe Biden or a bat that banged my wife? Uh, <laughs> this is all probably unusable. The, the, Eric and Philip are never going to let us do anything on this channel they again. Well, to be fair... They, uh, once they were like, it's you and Tommy, I was like, oh, yeah. it's going to go a- off the rails. <laughs>
It's, it's, it's gonna go. Uh, what do you, what do you listen, I'm a sinking ship. Don't don't let me take you down with me. Save yourself if I you have to. I can't help. I love it. I'm a yes and. I'm an improviser. I know. You're too good oh, to me. The God. project was started by the Air Force, and the team working on it included Hollywood actor Tim Holt, who appeared in a lot of westerns from 1930 to 1950. Nobody seemed to question the morality or ecological consequences of sacrificing a few million bats. Everybody was like, well, if Tim Holt's here, that sounds pretty cool. I'd be like if Nicolas Cage did like a, a secret weapons project now. Well, I mean, the whole Nicolas Cage having a pyramid ready for his casket is not yeah. like the same as this, but it's like, yeah. we're like, okay with it because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, we're like, yeah, of course, Cage gets, <laughs> he gets a, yeah, Cage he gets gets a pyramid, pyramid. of course he does. And that pyramid gets launched into space. <laughs> It's an ancient Egyptian space shuttle. The bats were fitted with small tanks of napalm glued to their chest. Each bat could carry its own weight in napalm, 15 grams, and each bat bomb could hold about 1,040 bats. That's a kilo of bats. Uh, The testing of this weapon was problematic. Yeah, it was rough to test this one out. In one instance, the Carlsbad Army Airfield Auxiliary Air Base was set on fire when armed bats accidentally were released and they roosted under a fuel tank in what I call karma. Another questionable thing. I mean, we've done a lot of questionable, ridiculous things as the U.S., but... This one specifically of just like, oh yeah, bats aren't gonna stop flying. They're right. definitely not gonna be tired. Oh, gravity works. So after the accidental fire, the project was moved to the Navy and given the badass name Project X-Ray. Then it was moved to the Marines because they were like, great <laughs> name, Navy. You're done. The Marines carried out a test of Project X-Ray on a fake Japanese village they constructed and found it to be more effective at starting fires than the bombs they were currently using. Wow. So the Mm. bat bombs do work, uh, but should they? No. 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 Project X-Ray would never be used in battle as it was overshadowed by... The previously mentioned Manhattan Project. At the end of the day, about $2 million was spent on Project X-Ray, which would equal about $19 million today. Only God knows how many bats were sent to the great bat beyond by a dental surgeon, but needless to say, it was definitely worth it, and I'm sure that a lot of people were comfortable having that guy operate on their mouths after this. I'm your dentist, and I get off on the pain I inflict. Oh, wait, yeah, let's go back to the fact that this man's a dentist. Would they listen to me? We have a comedian here. She's got a great idea for a bomb. Um, I think it'd be fun if we had pinatas and we just, like, <laughs> lured people to them. <laughs> oh. I bring my own bombs every time I do five minutes at the comedy store. And then they're like, wait, this might work. People get this so man, sad, they just fall asleep. This man just bombed harder than anything I've ever seen. God damn, get those Project X-Ray <laughs> out of here. We got God. Tommy Peck told in the house. Write that down, write that down! That was the bat bomb, Project X-Ray, worth every penny in my opinion. Uh, ooh, next one. Yeah, rate wow. your favorite ones. <laughs> Guys, in the comments, let us know which diabolical project is your fave. Ooh, next one is fun. 
This one's got a cute name that our fans of new rock stars will recognize. Uh, from what is and, it? And see if you can make the connection. This one is called Project Thor. This uh, the concept of Project Thor. Yes, the God of Thunder and Lightning, right? Is also called a kinetic orbital strike. This idea came about during the Cold War in the 1950s. So we've got a post World War II weapon here. It was also known as Rods from God. I swear to God, that's what it is. No, you don't. No, you do not. No one can take that name now. I'm taking yeah. it. I watched a movie called Rods from God once, and it was... Uh, I don't want to hear anything about very it. Very sexual. Our God has an awesome rod. May he rain. Stop. Uh, I almost spit all over the computer. <laughs> Focus, Thomas. Strong focus on what I want. Essentially, Project Thor is a weapon system that uses satellites to in space to launch telephone pole-sized kinetic projectiles made from tungsten from Earth's orbit to damage targets on the ground. It uses the force of the Earth's own gravity to move these giant metal rods at orbital velocity. Impact speeds could reach Mach 10. So basically giant space javelins, the size of telephone poles, firing down from space. If Zeus was in track and field. We did this? Evidently we developed it. I don't know if we ever succeeded. Oh, it works yeah. like a bunker buster. Can. Some systems could have the same damage yield as a small tactical nuclear bomb. Tungsten was the chosen material due to its heat resistance, which makes sense if it's gonna be all the way up in space. Each rod is estimated to cost about $230 million, which is more expensive than just a regular old bunker buster bomb. Okay, well that's uh, very expensive. Jesus, we are Project... spending so much money. Well, this we God, we love spending money on weapons, don't we? Uh, sorry to get all political. They'll be like, he's a secret liberal. Actually, secret? Usually, they, usually, the, usually the commenters accuse me of being secretly a Republican, and they're right. They're like he's definitely like, conservative. Political on Twitter. He sneak he sneaks in uh, conservative comments all the time. I'm like, where? where? Tell me where that is. <laughs> where? I said where. Please point okay. them out, and I will stop that right <laughs> yeah, now. Find that for me. Project Thor was originally envisioned by Jerry Pornell, Jerry Pornell, or Jerry Porns, as his friends called him, while working at mm -hmm. Boeing in the 1950s. He would later go on to be a science fiction writer. Well, I guess that makes of sense. Course. Aerospace into science fiction is a natural progression, I think. Project mm -hmm. Thor would be difficult to defend against with six to eight satellites in place. Any target on the globe could be reached within 12 to 15 minutes. I mean, you get some time to run away. The rods would also be extremely difficult to track on radar. And since they are dropped from a moving satellite and not launched like a ballistic missile, it is difficult to determine where or when a release of a rod from God had occurred. The 1967 Outer Space Treaty prohibited the U.S. from deploying nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons in space. Project Thor avoids this agreement since it's neither of those things. Plus, it promises to deliver strikes more powerful than the many types of nuclear and chemical attacks without the messy fallout that follows a nuclear strikes. Are you sick and tired of all that messy fallout? Well, boy, do we have a product for you. It's a God Rod, everyone. But I want to <laughs> The Rod from God. Let's thank one of our sponsors. Rod Gods. God Rods. From the makers of Manscaped. Boy, do I have comments for them. It's a mess Stop down it. here. Project Thor was Stop out. It. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we are talking about rods from God. I meant my, I not, meant my feet. Not I, hair I from Tommy. <laughs> rods from God. 
boss is gonna be like, never again are we gonna let these two be on one together. The next time I match, <laughs> never, the never next again. time I match with someone on Bumble and they initiate a conversation, which never happens, I'm gonna go, wanna see my god rod? And then watch <laughs> And then you're like, I wonder why they blocked me. <laughs> Un- unmatched and you called the police? Uh what the Okay. F- god, I'm always I'm gonna be single forever. Project Thor was outlined in a 2003 report from the U.S. Air Force, though we have no official word on the status and whether or not the rods are up there right now. Are you kidding me? It probably is, my dude. And, oh, God, it's going to shoot down one day. No kidding. The rod gods are coming in. In June 2020, a senior Al-Qaeda leader was killed by a kinetic weapon that was dropped by a U.S. Predator drone. The weapon reportedly weighed 100 pounds and contained six deployed blades to destroy the passenger vehicle that it was targeted. This type of weapon has shown up in science fiction since the 1960s, including Project Thor's creator, Jerry Pornell's own books, as well as popular shows like Babylon 5 and the film Starship Troopers. Oh, I love Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers. It's a great movie. <laughs> I love it. I love the alien that sucks the brains like a straw, like a mm-hmm. Slurpee. Mm-hmm. Don't like the Rod God, though. No. Love the movie? Not the Rod yeah. God. The Rod Don't God. Don't like I... that it's... <laughs> That we're still t- kind of using it. Very troubling that the rods from God are still up there. Uh, let's lift things up a little bit with a cheerful little weapon project I like to call the heart attack gun. Mm. In the 1970s, Congress became Ooh. increasingly worried about President Nixon's abuse of power through the CIA. And then Watergate happened and Nixon resigned. Mm. But Congress still wanted to know what was up with old Tricky Dick. An investigation into government agencies by Senator Frank Church turned up a lot of shocking abuses of power by multiple agencies, but one weapon developed by the CIA was particularly shocking. The Church Commission revealed the CIA had developed a gun capable of firing a frozen dart into its intended target. The dart would melt and release a nearly undetectable poison that could cause the victim to have a cardiac episode mimicking a natural heart attack. Like an icicle. Yeah, like an icicle that makes you have a heart attack. The dart could penetrate clothing and would only leave a small red dot on the skin. The toxin could not be detected In an autopsy, the gun itself was a modified Colt 1911 that fired the frozen ice dart using electricity. An icicle. But also, this is also mad. This is... This is crazy. This is America! The gun in question was actually presented to Congress by the Church Commission, and the acting CIA director confirmed that it was the gun used to fire the deadly dart. So we've used this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. In the wake of the Church Commission's findings, Presidents Ford and Reagan both issued executive orders banning targeted assassinations by the CIA. I'm sure that the banning of assassinations by the CIA was really adhered to. I, I'm, I'm 100% sure they obeyed that. So far, that one was probably my favorite. If I had to use a weapon, that yeah. would be my favorite. Yeah, I mean, that um... one is the most, like, spy game. The rest of them are just like, we're going to devastate you with something truly evil. <laughs> Project Pigeon is next up. That's cute. This is, I'm sure, going to be very innocent. This was yet another animal-based bomb program the U.S. Navy worked on during World War II. Why? Why do you guys hate flying things so much? Why? 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 Who hurt you? Did the pigeon bang your wife? The idea was that the pigeon could be placed inside the nose cone of a bomb to act as the guidance system because bombs at the time were not incredibly accurate. So the pigeons were trained to recognize and peck at an enemy unit, such as a ship, when it appeared on the screen. Once inside the nose cone, three windows would project an image onto the screen of the target 
the pigeon would peck at the screen, keep the bomb on track. If the target started moving off screen, the pigeon would begin pecking at the direction the bomb needed to go, and the sensors would adjust the trajectory as needed. I mean, pretty impressive. It actually worked quite well in simulation, but was never actually put into use, probably because higher-ups were scared of pigeons driving their bombs, which makes sense. By 1944, the project was completely scrapped. The Navy did revive the project with other animals under the name Project Orcon for organic control in 1948, but scrapped it again in 1953 once electronic guidance systems became much more reliable. Okay. Mm, pigeons. Then pigeons. pigeons. Yes. We, what, in what world? In what world? iPhone pigeon. iPhone pigeon. <laughs> Which uh, one? A lovable person that loves you. Cold, <laughs> lifeless metal. <laughs> I don't understand. Terrifying. Uh, but yeah, there's some examples of some government secret weapon projects that are real. I really slept on pigeons. It's never too late to turn around your opinions on a pigeon. The poor people having to watch this episode, they're like, they are stuck on these flying animals fucking their right. Yeah, uh, after a bald eagle literally took my wife and she divorced me. I have never been the same. Yeah, you try paying alimony to a woman that's sleeping <laughs> with a bald eagle. Thank you, Tommy, for going through all of these, these ridiculous, wacky anecdotes that I didn't know half of them existed. Also, I'm not surprised that the U.S. did a lot of weird stuff, mm. but... We're going to our sponsors. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at the checkout. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one and finds it for your cart. Honey supports 30,000 stores online, from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey recently saved off-screen producer Zach Huddleston, ZH, Big Daddy Z, $15 on some exercise equipment. Mm. But he didn't tell me what exercise equipment. Mm. I bet it's a Bowflex. Yeah. <laughs> Zach looks I bet, like he I bet it's a, a thigh master. He can crack a watermelon with those thighs, I bet. You could also be built different. If you buy these exercise these exercise equipment with these coupons, Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. $2 billion. That's almost more than the pigeon thing that we did. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash big question. That's joinhoney.com slash big question. Damn. Honey. Ah, let's thank another sponsor of ours. Le gouvernement de Massacres. That's the government has secret weapons in French for all you jabronis that aren't using Babel yet. The number one selling language learning app. My kids love it and I don't even have kids. Lots of us have New Year's goals to learn a new language, maybe lose a little weight, and I'm all out of weight loss. So it's time to learn a new language, and Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons that you can actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons are the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Pop in the earbuds while you're making dinner or taking the dog for a walk like I do. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, thanks a lot, Senorita Roberta. She failed me. I don't remember a lick of Spanish. She sucked. Just kidding. <laughs> Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, which were real snooze fests, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life, like, will you go home with me? 
you go home with me now? Drinks, then we go home from bar together? You can learn to say that in any language. Babble lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Vulcan, Klingon. <laughs> you can't learn those, and if you do learn those, you got a problem. Nerds! Okay, start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. F-R-E-E. -E. That's free. That's great in any language. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code BIGQUESTION. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code BIGQUESTION, for an extra three months for free. Babbel. Language for life. I forget how much you make me cry every time. Literally, you guys, anytime I'm on anything with Tommy, I start, I like, I laugh so hard, I cry. I literally can't stop crying. And I already don't have my glasses on, so I can't read as is. <laughs> Just making it worse. Okay, you guys, now we gotta answer some bite-sized questions. Uh, yes, let's get to the bite-sized questions, but first things first, I want to acknowledge the tremendous amount of boob sweat I have on my t-shirt. I take ownership no! of it. I, I I identify it. You cannot call it out in the comments. You cannot make fun of me. I take ownership of it now. This is my sweat. I'm sorry about it. Let's do a bite-sized question. What was the relationship between S.H.I.E.L.D. and the U.S. government? What about S.W.O.R.D.? That was from Mr. Cheesecake on Discord. Ooh, I love a good cheesecake. Oh my god, I can't stand cheesecake. But <laughs> I I'm I love this question. Yeah. Not you, Cheesecake. You're great. So to answer this, the nature of most spy organizations is it's obviously very complicated. In the MCU, SHIELD is overseen by the World Security Council, a group of world leaders from different countries who we've seen most prominently in Avengers and Winter Soldier. Uh, that was the group that Hydra Agent Alexander Pierce was running. They're similar to the UN Security Council with its five permanent members of the US, UK, France, Russia, China. It's not explicitly stated where the World Security Council members are from, but the actors who play them are from New Zealand, Sri Lanka, UK, Singapore, the US, big representation from British colonies. Mm. The events of the MCU phase one led to the WSC expanding the budget and reach of SHIELD with Project Insight. This parallels the creation of the expansion of the Department of Homeland Security in the US after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. It's a weird connection between the two agencies is that um, the Department of Homeland Security has a program called Operation Shield, though it's mostly about parking lots of law enforcement vehicles outside of potential terrorism targets as a deterrent. It's basically using tanks as scarecrows for terrorists, which okay. it works. I think actual scarecrows would work better. Sure. Uh, if, Shield, <laughs> if Shield and Sword were treated like the other U.S. intelligence agencies, they'd be treated like the other 17 U.S. intelligence agencies. They all report to the Director of National Intelligence, who gives daily briefings to the President. There are some you've heard of, like the CIA and the FBI, but also there's the DIA, hmm. INR, and USAF, ISR. Like, the last one might be for an esports league. Yay! We just don't know. We we don't know. These are the researchers' yeah. notes. Someone in the comments is like, I know exactly what's that for. And if yeah. you say League of Legends, I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> I play League of Legends, so I'm allowed to say that. But I'm not toxic. <laughs> and that's if it were primarily a US-based agency. If there were more like the UN with international control, things would be even messier. The UN Security Council basically did nothing for the entire length of the Cold War because the US and its allies didn't get along with China and Russia, if you recall. Could they set those differences aside to fight scrolls? It depends. I feel like with scrolls is a different story. We probably would 
kind of bow down immediately. Probably. We do. We'd pull Mars attacks. We pull <laughs> Mars attacks and try to get along. I surrender. <laughs> Sword has some similarities in mission to the newly formed USSF ISR, better known as Space Force. Boots on the moon by 2024. Both of their directives include the detection, characterization, and targeting of adversary space capabilities. Let's hope that means that they're currently working to answer the pressing question of why is Gamora? <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Cheesecake, though I hate cheesecake, I hope that answers your question to how they'd be similar. Good question, Mr. Cheesecake. Yes, let's get it on. We got another question, another bite-sized question. What can Bucky's artificial arm do other than provide additional strength? Old Man Tripper and Tom Bechtold are very curious about this on Discord. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees. Because I'll be honest, I'd be a little uncomfortable doing the thing we're all thinking right now with an artificial arm. Anyway, I started blasting. What if it grabs too tight? What if it pulls too hard? You know damn well that he can distribute the weight as so. He's not just... (laughs) He's got that gorilla grip. I I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm talking about plucking flowers out of the ground, so... Oh my god, I was... That's so funny because I was talking about, um, not that. Okay, we'll talk about what his arm should actually be doing, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but the Winter Soldier's first arm was given to him by Dr. Zola from Hydra after Bucky fell off the train, right? It was made of titanium and gave the Winter Soldier enhanced strength beyond the Super Soldier Serum. We see the titanium arm perform several feats of strength. So we see it rip the door off Nick Fury's SUV, catch Cap's shield and throw it back at him, block gunfire, pull the stairwell like railing off the wall to like catch his fall, catch a speeding motorcycle in the most badass way. As uh, far as strength against other heroes, he's able to throw Cap around and stab him with a knife, pin him down, rip Falcon's wing off, overpower Iron Man's gauntlet, and keep up with Black Panther in a fight, eventually being messed up by Iron Man with his Unabeam. Uh, which was a sad day for Bucky, I guess. After being briefly frozen in Wakanda, Bucky is gifted vibranium arm by T'Challa, designed by the one and only Shuri during the Battle of Wakanda. The new vibranium arm appears to have the same characteristics as the original titanium arm, with the addition of the new trash panda gun-wielding abilities. (laughs) However, because of the arm is made of vibranium, it is now nearly indestructible. and vibration absorbent. While we never saw the vibranium arm redistribute kinetic energy like the Black Panther suit, Um, There's potential that his arm does hold that capability because it's made by Shuri. But maybe later on we'll see that it has like other super secret capabilities Mm -hmm. in Falcon's Winter Soldier that we just didn't really know about. Mm -hmm. So I know that's kind of like in the air, but it probably does have, it probably can do a lot more than just like be strong. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like a gun necessarily, but I'm sure Shuri was probably like took notes and was like, I should make this arm do more than just rip the doors off of the SUV. (laughs) Let's give it a few more features. But let's go to box scraps. Box scraps! Box scraps, my favorite meal of the day. Yes, I love a scrap box. (laughs) I have 20 older brothers and they give me the box scraps. (laughs) Oh, Um, no. Hey, so it's okay. I'm tough because of them. I have one brother. His name's Jeremy and he's really cool and he got me into nerd stuff. I just want to shout him out. I, I have one brother. His name is Rob. He's not cool and I want him to go to hell. No, I'm just kidding. Love you, Robbie. Oh, don't say that. He's my baby brother. I love him so much. He's watching this. He's like, damn. He would never watch anything I do. I'm nervous. (laughs) I'm nervous only about this one because my mom definitely was like, today, literally, literally today. I know that this is going to come out a couple days later. But on the phone, my mom was like, I got on Twitter to look for your new rock star videos and I can't find them. And I was like, (laughs) you don't go to 
the Twitter right. to look, you go to YouTube. Right. I linked her to YouTube and she was like, should I read the comments? And I no, was like, no, never, nah. never. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, just, just watch the video. Yeah, just, so now she knows where to find the videos. Yeah. And if she finds this one, she'll be like, you joked about having sex with animals <laughs> too much. <laughs> Just say it's all my I'm fault. Like, I'm a bad influence. It literally, I'm, I probably, I will throw you under the bus. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I, 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 glad, no I gladly accept that. it. It's literally if I did an episode with Philip, <laughs> it would be like completely off the rails. I'd just be like, yeah, you know, this is what happens when you put it. This is why Voss needs to be in charge because we need a dad. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Tommy, let me ask you a question. Let me yes. ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What movie or TV show traumatized you as a child? Ooh, so many. I was a very frightened child, very scared kid. Um, but the movie, the baby. I had a wild imagination, I think was what it was. Uh, but the thing that really freaked me out was uh, the movie The Evil Dead. Uh, so so my parents were really strict about what we could watch. Like, not, not like for any, like, they just didn't want us at a young age being exposed to, like, sex and violence and stuff. So I had to go to my cousin's house to watch anything bad. Like, I saw Terminator there. I saw, you know, a bunch of uh, R-rated Mad Max, all those movies. Now, the one that I regret seeing was Evil Dead because I could not... I was scared of daylight after that because the the zombies or whatever possessed souls of evil dead they did not care they they killed in broad daylight so i was like i don't even feel safe being outside in broad daylight anymore after seeing that movie i was scared of everything i was scared that one of the like demon girls was going to come out of every closet that i had under my bed uh you know in the shower everywhere so it was that movie effed me up Honestly, that reminds me. Okay, so I had one. I had I already had one in mind, but when mm-hmm. you said the shower one, yeah, I loved horror. Mm-hmm. My mom loves horror. My mom loves scary movies. Mm-hmm. That's like my number one genre of films. So it didn't scare me more mm-hmm. than it stuck with me. The shower scene in it, ooh, um, yes, where they mm-hmm. and I was like. I remember being like afraid to take showers because I was like, he's gonna come out the drain. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm na- the worst. My biggest fear, even to this day, is like an earthquake happening because I'm naked in bed usually when the earthquakes hit in California. It's right. like 2 a.m. Right. So, like, to be dead in the shower naked, like, yeah. I don't want anyone to find me naked. Right. Right. Yeah. You can, I- you can find me dead, but just don't find me naked as well. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> That's I don't want that to be the case. No. To be naked in the shower right. and then just be found like Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like there's nothing cute about that. Yeah. And um but I think my original one was the movie Thirteen Ghost because mm. I was afraid of ghosts as a chill yes, child. Yeah. And there was one that had like a bird cage. Yes. Head, and I was always I had nightmares of someone with a bird cage head coming in my bedroom. Yes. Yep. That that um, one got me too. Don't do that to me anyone. <laughs> It's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a goodie. Yes. Um. Obviously, we want to hear everyone out there what traumatized yes. them, especially if it also is uh Tommy's Evil Dead or if it's my ghost mm-hmm. or sh- naked shower theory. <laughs> Though, uh, honestly, if these were if this was Rogue Theory, I would get the gold star for being naked and dead. Oh no! Um, yes. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. No one wants to die no, naked. No. 
Unless someone does, then go yeah, ahead. Yeah, then go <laughs> off if you do. If you're definitely from Florida. Go off for sure from Florida. If that's your, if that's your dream. This is this is what happened to Boss. Boss is dead. He <laughs> oh, died God. naked. He died naked. Oh, Eric. <laughs> we gotta bring him back. He's dead naked. I'm not going. I'm not bringing him back. That's rude. I'm not gonna walk in on him naked and dead. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, so that is our box of scraps. That is our. That is. Oh my God. This was a roller coaster for anyone mm. watching. I am honestly. So surprised you made it to the ending without thinking me and Tommy were just insane. This was wild. I promise if I host again, I won't get this wild off the tracks. But that is the end for Big Question. Thank you, Tommy Beckfold, for joining me for this episode. My pleasure. Uh, follow Tommy Beckfold at where? Tommy, how do they follow you? Where do they follow you? Can you can follow me at Tommy Beckfold on all platforms, please. Lucky you. No one has that last name. <laughs> That's Everybody right. has my last name. Yeah. There's... Yeah. To also side note, just for everybody listening, there is another Jessica Clemens. She's a therapist that's been on like Dr. Phil and a bunch of TV shows. Don't at her. I feel like some of you guys have been adding her because she messaged me mm. and she's she's much more famous than I am. <laughs> she, she has like magazines. Mm. So don't message her. She is also black. <laughs> so it doesn't help. But it's not me. Uh, yeah. It's, it's Come on, clearly guys. not me. Be better. <laughs> Look at the photos. Look at the pictures. Look at the photos. Enjoy yourself. She is gorgeous. Come on. <laughs> Look at it's Instagram. Follow me at Lulu underscore Clemens on most things or Lulu Clemens. Or you can follow me physically here in LA. Please yes. don't do that. Follow New Rockstars. Send us your big questions using the hashtag big question. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Give us a nice rating and review. Tell us if you would ever sleep with a bat. Uh, and then subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. Hit that notification. Like, subscribe, follow. Beep bop boop bada bing bada boom good night. Oh!